Welcome to another episode of the School of Purpose podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping emerging purpose-driven leaders and entrepreneurs who are seeking motivation, inspiration, and principles for success for their life, their business, and their career. Now let the class begin. Good day, good day, good day, School of Purpose influencers and leaders. This is Markeith Brayton, your creator and host of the School of Purpose podcast. And I am so excited to be with you another week because we have another awesome guest with us today. You know, every week I am doing my best to bring you the most valuable content that I can bring you through those I am interviewing. And this week is going to be one of those great weeks. My guest today is Miss Kenya. Kelly, and as an accomplished business executive, teacher, and inspirational speaker, Kenya Kelly found her voice by writing and speaking about today's business world and how ultimate success is simply a form of art. She captures her audiences by conveying powerful lessons of discipline and personal development that can be applied to everyday life. She believes that in order to broaden your knowledge base, it is imperative to keep up with the latest industry trends strategies, and fresh ideas that help you master the art of success. Kenya is the founder and CEO, If You Branded, a branding consulting firm in Houston, Texas, where she works with business owners to strategically build visually appealing online brands. So let us welcome Miss Kenya Kelly. Welcome, Kenya. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much. I am excited that you accepted the invitation to do this week's podcast. For everyone who's listening today, we're going to theme this podcast, Brand Me. Brand Me. And the reason why I wanted to do that is because, you know, we all are our own personal brand. Whether we believe it or not, we have a brand. And that brand, to some degree, has to do with what you are putting out into the world. That brand, to some degree, is what people perceive already of your brand. And so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some tips on how you can enhance your personal brand because Ms. Kenya Kelly is an expert and a specialist in branding. So Kenya, I gave a brief Uh, aspect of your bio. Why don't you tell us a little bit more in-depth information about how you show up in the world and also a little bit about your business? Yeah, so thank you again for uh, allowing me to be here talking to your your tribe, your influencers. But yeah, my name is Kenya Kelly and I've pretty much been in branding slash marketing my entire life. You know, my corporate background is I've been in uh, advertising sales um, from whether it's newspaper, um, employment sales to sprint on the corporate side to 10 plus years in network marketing. And, um, you know, I've always had this gift of how I see things, how everything should be laid out. And so, um, and then of course my own personal opinion. And, um, one of the things that I've been doing over the last probably 15 years is teaching individuals, uh, the importance of building a building a brand. Like most people don't even realize that, um, you're building a brand, whether you know it or not. I mean, you are who you are. Your footprint is is what it is. And so I've spent majority of my life, you know, helping uh, small business owners and mid-level um, business owners to be able to show up in a way that's appealing to their target audience because the ultimate goal for any business to make money, but you can't just sell a product. You have to build a brand that um, people trust, that people like, know, and trust, and then they want to buy with you buy from you and then they stay but something makes them come and that typically is your branding slash marketing awesome awesome you know and it's very important many people reach out to me on a regular basis on a weekly basis now asking for my personal opinion and help on you know how to enhance their brand and how to move their business forward and so we're going to get into a little bit of that a little bit later in the podcast but one of the staple questions that I always ask every guest because of the name the school of purpose podcast mm-hmm. is just to get their opinion their insight on what purpose means to them and so what does purpose mean to you or how do you define purpose 
Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a very spiritual person. I, I would say like I'm a Bible toting Jesus freak, but I have a lot of fun doing it. Um, and so I truly believe that God created us all for a reason. And that may not mean that you're preaching in a preaching in a synagogue or you're doing this or whatever, uh, but that may mean that you've got this gift and the gift that you have, it most people don't realize that you have this thing and it comes natural to you. It's normal to you, but it's not normal to other people. And so that means it was a gift given to you by God and it doesn't, it doesn't need, um, nobody had to teach you how to do it. It's just there. And so I feel like everybody has this thing. And when you take this thing and you grow that thing, you uh, develop a skill and you, you are very, very attentive to that thing. That thing has the potential of, um, doing a lot of great things for other people. So when I think about purpose, purpose is uh, what you're created to do, whether you think that it's what your purpose is or not, but it's typically what you are created to do. That's like, I talk to people well, I encourage people on a regular basis. I'm, I'm um, comedic, just, it just kind of comes out and I don't even realize that I'm being comedic. And once I realize that I'm able to quote unquote sell Jesus to people, that's what I call it. You know, I get to do it in a way in the business world that's not invasive. It doesn't make you feel like, oh my God, she just took us to church. You don't feel that way. You're like, oh my God, she just did this and did that while she was building my brand. How does she do that? And that's purpose where you're just doing it because it's just naturally who you are and it's not forced. Yes, that's good. What you were created to do is interesting. I was teaching Bible study. I teach our noonday Bible study at my church, and we were talking about the whole idea of purpose. And I got this insight or this unctioning in my spirit, and I used the chair. Because I think that what ultimately happens with us throughout life is that we understand and know our purpose, but life kind of teaches us to come up with other ways that kind of cover up our purpose. And then we get older and we just always are asking this question. And so I took the chair and I said, Mm -hmm. the intent and the purpose of this chair is for us to sit in it. Mm -hmm. But what we typically do is that we make the chair multifunctional. Yeah. We prop the door. We use it as a ladder. We use it as a barrier, but the intent and the purpose of the chair really never changed. Correct. We made it more multifunctional. And I think that's what happens in our lives. There's an intent, there's a purpose, but life kind of trains us or culture kind of trains us to be these multifunctional people. And then we ultimately cover up our purpose. And now Mm -hmm. we have to go through the process of uncovering, not Mm -hmm. discovering, but uncovering what we knew the original intent for our lives was. And so that is really good. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny that you say that because I, you know, I tell people sometimes that I remember um, encountering a group of people one time and I'm very bubbly. I'm very, you know, kind of how I am. And a lady came to me and said, oh, we're going to tame you. And it was basically her desire to get me to not be so bubbly not be so this not be so that and I didn't realize but like five six seven years of my life I was like boxed in and I whatever she did or whatever I allowed her to do just did this to myself and one day I decided what is going on why am I not being this thing and I remember watching myself on live stream one day and I said where have you been when I re-looked at my video I said where have you been and it's because life said you need to be muted. You need to be this. And you can't do this. You can't do it this way. And God basically was saying, no, this is who you are. And I need you to break out of that box because you're going to affect more people and be in purpose when you are you versus the muted version of you. Great, great, great. Our second staple question is one that I think is always of great importance. And that is how do you define success because many of us define success in different ways we look at success differently and so I always like to ask every guest how do they define the success yeah so I definitely think that success is defined differently and I don't have a one way for me um success could be well for one I'm I'm on a fitness track so success for me is looking in the mirror and going oh snap look like that role is a little bit smaller than it was before so when I look at my fitness goals that is success. The number on the scale, not so much. You know, um, when I think about success in my business, that is financial. That is where 
we were at this for the month, this month, and then next month we're at this, or we brought on some team members and they've been able to get, instead of it taking us seven days, it's now taking us four days. You know what I mean? Um, but when I look at ultimate success, I say, okay, what would ultimate success be for me in my life? That would mean I get to do what I'm called to do every single day and not stress about money for me. You know, I, we all have to pay bills. You have rent, you have mortgage, you have lights, water, all that. Um, you have the demands of this and that. Success to me is where I am able to get up every day when I'm married and have kids and I'm able to serve them in a way that I couldn't if I was tied to a job. I was tied to making money nine hours a day or 10 hours a day or whatever. That's what success would be to me, to be able to do what it is that I'm called to do and want to do without being stressed about performance. Good, good. I'd like to use a definition that I learned some time ago on success from the late Dr. Earl Nightingale. And he just simply says that success is the progressive realization of a worthy idea. And so whatever that ideal is that you have deemed worthy is success to you. And to some people that is being a stay at home mother and being, making sure that I'm at home when my kids get on the bus, off the bus, Mm -hmm. you know, making sure that we're having family dinner together every evening. Success to someone else may be that I did a half a million dollars a year in my business. Mm -hmm. You know, so it all depends on the individual. And I think that it's always important to kind of get insight on how others see success. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. Now, another aspect of purpose and success, because a lot of times we talk about the achievements, we talk about the success of others, we talk about all of the accoutrements of success and how people got there. But one thing that we rarely often discuss, which I think is important to success, is the obstacles or the challenges that we have to overcome to get to those places that we want to get to. Mm -hmm. And So what do you see as one of the biggest obstacles you had to overcome just to get to where you are today? Um, I would say, uh, my biggest obstacle would definitely be myself overcoming myself. How, um, because I'm 36 years old. And so I have this picture of what success looks like or what it is that I'm supposed to be doing or where I should be, right. How I should be doing it. You know, there is, there's television, there are the magazines and then there's people in your life and there's social media and you for me, it's like, okay, I am, I'm doing this. I'm on this track and I'm doing this. But something in me at, at one point in time in my life said, well, I should be doing this by now. Or I should be doing this by now. Or success means I should have this and I should be doing this. And I should be doing that. You know, or you've got these people around you who are saying, well, shouldn't you be doing this or shouldn't you be doing that? And instead of me sticking to who I am and what it is that I want to be doing, I go, oh, well, that makes sense. Let me go over here, right? Uh, instead of me deciding who I am and sticking and staying to that track, right? So I have had the, um, I've had the unfortunate of letting life just beat me down if I didn't hit this sales goal or if I wasn't this shining star or if I didn't get this job or why did I get fired from that job, you know? Or why didn't I have success in the marriage? Why don't I have kids yet? Or why this or why that, you know? Um, so I would say conquering myself, just finally just coming into myself and saying, hold on, you don't have to be anywhere that you're not today, right? But it took 36 years to get there, you know? Um, but just conquering what I expect me to be, how I'm supposed to be based upon other people. Like I'll never be Kim K. Nothing wrong with Kim Kardashian. Nothing wrong with Oprah. But there, I'm Kenya Kelly. And it took me to just appreciate Kenya as Kenya is. And when I appreciated me, everybody else appreciated me. Everybody else wanted me. It's kind of like that song Mike Jones. Back then they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They all on me. <laughs> right. But right. you have to like, you have to come into you. And I had to come into me and say, I'm amazing. And whether you think I'm amazing or not, doesn't matter. And once I conquered Kenya, you're awesome. That's when success started like, because everybody was just waiting on me to really show up. Wow. Wow. Once you accepted you, mm -hmm. once you stepped into you, then you begin to attract the right people or they wanted to be in your space because now you are being the authentic you. Yep. Absolutely. So where would one start if they know, Hey, I'm not really living 
the purpose or the intent that I'm supposed to be living. What are some tips that you would give individuals based on what you just said that would help them to begin to reclaim their own life and reclaim the, the lifestyle that they want out of life? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, the number one thing I would say is I would write down um, what are you really good at doing? Like outside of money and whatever, what are you really good at doing? Like someone once asked me, you know, what are, what are three reasons why people call you? Right. And when they asked me that question, I was like, what are three reasons why they call me? And I was like, marketing, well, well, branding, network marketing, and Jesus. That's why they call me for those three reasons. And they've been doing that forever. I just wasn't making any money from any of it. And I realized I've got something because I'm obviously giving this away for free. And so I would say to you that write down three reasons why people call you because people are calling you for a certain reason. Now, if it's gossip, that ain't your purpose. You got to work on that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But I would write down three reasons why people are calling you. If you know people are calling you because they're writing something and they need help with editing, clearly you have a gift of writing. You know what I mean? If you're always encouraging people, people are always calling you for relationship advice. Even if you're single, there's something in that. Like I have a really good friend and everybody calls her for relationship advice, whether they're single, married, everybody. And I'm, I always tell her, you've got something amazing. I guarantee you, you're going to do something amazing in this. And so I would encourage you to write down three reasons why they call you, you know, and then also write down what are the things that you are just really good at just naturally. You just, you do hair great, or you, you're a painter, or you're an orator, whatever that is, I guarantee that has something to do with what you're called to do, because you didn't have to go to school for it. Somebody gave it to you, and that was your creator. Mm, Very good. Three things that you know that, one, you are really good at, but what are people calling you? Yeah to do on a consistent basis. And sometimes that's hard for people to kind of decide on what it is because they get called for a lot of different things. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, and so being called for a lot of different things can be confusing. Yeah. Of those many different things, I like to always say, what's the one thing of all those many different things that makes you come alive? Yeah. The one thing of all those different things that you lose track of time when you're doing it, Mm -hmm. you know, because that is that place of, purpose. That's that place of, I don't want to call it ease, but it's, it comes natural to you and hard to other people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Good, good. So we're going to shift into some conversation to help people really work on their personal brand, Mm -hmm. help them to really move to the next level of whatever it is that they want to move to, whether that's their career or a business or just really helping them to develop a better image of themselves so that they can project. And okay. so tell us again, what is it that you see as a personal brand or when we think about this idea of a brand called me? Yeah. So when I look at a personal brand, it's basically you. You know, when I think about people on social media, um, everything you do has a footprint. Everything you say, everything you tweet, everything you like, comment, share um, has a has something behind it. And so when I think about a personal brand, it is, and it's just like branding in general. Branding is what people say about you when you're not around. And so the same thing with personal brand, just add the word personal to it. Personal branding is what people say about you when you're not around. And so for me, when I'm not around, everybody always says branding, marketing, network marketing, and Jesus. They already know, but they also know me and my whole, the cats. I got my two-year-old cat, her birthday is today. Uh, But everybody knows that is Kenya, right? And so a personal brand is, and not, not only that, but it's not just um, what you're doing every day, but when you're building a personal brand, it's what do you want to be known for, right? Like I guarantee you the owner of Pepsi doesn't necessarily want to be known for carbonated beverages, but they decided to create a brand called Pepsi, but there's a whole lot of more aspects to them than just their company, Pepsi. And so when you're building a personal brand is what do I want to be known for? Yes, I do this and I do this, I do that. But what is that thing that I want everybody to know me for? Like Marquise, everybody knows you have the School of Purpose podcast. They know you speak very well, right? right? We don't know how great of a writer you are. We don't know if you can dance. We have no idea. But we do know that Marquise is amazing at podcasting, right? Because that is a personal brand. Now, what also happens in that is that it allows Marquise to venture out into other aspects. But you originally start with 
this is what I want people to know me for. That's mm-hmm. what personal brand is. And that's so good because I was thinking about that today because I've had two people uh, this week to schedule appointments for podcasting, but then also that kind of has shifted into live stream training. You know, mm-hmm. what is the equipment that you use for your videos and mm-hmm. what mic are you using for your podcast and how are you getting all of these images and things in your live streams and having good sound quality, but it's all still in the same vein. Mm-hmm. It's all Absolutely. pointing back to my, my speaking and pointing back to my podcasting. And these things are really just enhancements yeah. to highlight the things that I do well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I don't think a lot of people understand that, that you can't just say, oh, I'm a speaker and right. you just kind of show up. No, there is a, there is a brand, there is a, uh, like a brand personality, there is a feeling, a thought when they think of you, right? right. So when people think of Kia Kelly, you know you're going to think of energy. She's going to say something funny. You think colors. You don't think black, white, muted. You think happy, funny, strong, you know what I mean? And so, but I've done that on purpose. Am I always happy, funny, and strong? No, I like to sit at home and do nothing and be bothered with nobody. You know, I have the introverted side, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, but my personal brand says, Kenya is, that girl is crazy. Cause I, don't get me wrong, that is my personality. But there's the other part too, that's just like, I don't be bothered with you guys. Like 60, 60, 40, I don't be bothered with y'all, you know? But the, my personal brand is X, Y, and Z. Good. Many of the people who listen to the School of Purpose podcast, they are either aspiring or emerging entrepreneurs. They're small business owners who really have a desire to take their brand to the next level or who really want to gain greater visibility. One of the things that I was thinking about just um, the other week were what were the four things that I really help people do, whether it's in speaking, podcasting or live streaming or as small business owners. And I came up with four things, visibility, Mm -hmm. credibility, scalability, so they can reach profitability. That's good. That's good. Yeah. You know, and when I thought about that, I was like, those are the four components. You got to be visible for people to know what you have to offer. If don't nobody know what you have to offer, then they can't do business with you. Correct. Then the more visible you, you become, the more likely you have an opportunity to get clients and testimonials from those clients to build your credibility, to be able to get more clients and opportunities. Mm -hmm. And your credibility allows you the opportunity to scale because now you have the opportunity to do various things within your business to scale it. And once you scale your business, you can potentially, if you scale right, reach profitability. Yeah, absolutely. And and so as we think about that, what are three to five things for that emerging, aspiring small business owner who says, I got to move to the next level. Let me start with my branding and marketing piece. What are some five things as a foundation that they need to be thinking about to kind of move to the next level? Yeah, um, so here's the thing. A lot of people, when they start a business, they have this idea and then they start running. Well, that's not what you really want to be doing, even though I know some of you guys that are listening to this or you're watching this and you're like, but I've already done that. That's okay. What you're going to have to do is you're going to have to slow down in order to speed up. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to ask yourself, okay, I've got this thing. Who is going to buy this thing? You've got to identify your target audience. Who is going to buy this? That's like Markeith knows that atheists are not watching this they're not listening to this because this is called the school of purpose and so he's very clear on who it is he wants to reach and he wants to reach entrepreneurs right Mm -hmm. and so all his guests and everything are reaching that group of people so you've got to identify who is your target audience okay once you know who your target audience is then you need to begin to build a brand that will attract those particular people okay so for example if you are trying to reach me you want me to do something X, Y, and Z, right? Because I'm in branding and I'm a, a business owner. Well, I'll just give you an example. So I was looking for a coach a couple of years ago 
And I was looking for a couple of things in a coach. I'm looking for a coach who had great graphics. So that, to me, that meant she or he was taking care of their branding, right? I was looking for someone who had a website and that it was functional. It was doing amazing things. I was looking for someone who was visibly social because I knew social media was everything. And I wanted someone to teach me more about what I didn't know. Um, and then they had, they had to have already earned a million dollars because I had already earned six figures. I wasn't looking for a coach who was making six figures. I was looking for someone who had made a million dollars plus because they could help me make a million dollars. So when you're building, when they were building this brand, I was talking to different people and I was like, okay, this is not working and this, no, no, no. I, I was looking for this particular person over here. So this person built a brand that attracted me and I signed up $10,000 to work with this particular person because their brand said A, B, C, D, E, F, G. So you have to identify who it is you're targeting and then you've got to attract them. Meaning that the colors you choose for your brand, they, they say certain things. If you're trying to attract men, you should not have gold and pink in your brand men are not attracted to those colors in general. They may like them on you, but when they're looking to buy or pay for something that's for them, gold and pink typically is not going to attract a man, right? Mm -hmm. Then you got to look at your messaging. What is your messaging saying? If you're look, if you're showing emojis, if you're doing, you know, if you're talking in slang, you're using Z's and a lot of hyphenated words or a lot of asterisk words, you know, typically the urban community will do the hyphenated words and, you know, and disease and all that. If you're saying you want to attract someone that's making $50,000 a year more, they are a high level this, 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 and this, and it's multicultural, you can't talk in Z's because Z's are typically not attracting, you know, a multicultural audience, okay? Uh, then you've got to also look at, like, your website, you know, because I tell people all the time, you can have great graphics, great colors, and great photos, but when it's time to come purchase from you, if you look bootleg, nobody's going to buy it. I know that sounds mean, but you can't do all this fancy stuff and say all this fancy stuff, and then when they get to you, you look bootleg. That's just like Forever 21 running a commercial for clothing, and then when you get to the website, it looks like your clothes are going to fall apart. Nobody's right. going to buy the clothes. And so nobody's going to buy your product or service when it looks like it's that you don't care, right? People care about, you know, it's so funny. I think it was Miss Congeniality. She said, people care about people that care about themselves. As cliche as it sounds, people care about people that care about themselves. And so people care about businesses that take the time to take care of their businesses, right? That means you're going to have to invest some money. You're going to have to invest money in a high quality logo. You're going to have to invest money in your website and you're going to have to invest money in your marketing because you've now you've got to strategically reach that targeted audience that you're talking about. Because if you're on Facebook live right now and, or you're on a podcast and you're reaching group A, but you want to group reach group B, you've got to do something to reach group B. The people on your Facebook page are typically not group B because You've been talking to group A your whole life. You have got to launch a marketing campaign that is going to reach group B. And when group B gets to you, it needs to look like what group B is looking for. Mm, that's good. When group B gets to you, it needs to look like what yeah. group B is looking for. And so if we could maybe just go back just a little bit and mm -hmm. one, two, three, what would be the first thing that I need to do? if I'm ready to kind of shift and change my brand. You said one was, you got to understand your target market, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. yeah. yeah. You got to understand your target audience. Two, you got to invest. You, you've got to get someone to build your brand for you. I highly recommend you actually talk to a branding coach because it, listen, the people that web designers are not branding specialists. They are web designers, right? And so they're going to do what you ask them to do but you need to talk to someone and help you to build the actual brand. Then somebody can design the website based upon what the branding coach has created as your brand. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there is target audience, build a brand, and then you've got to market that new brand to that target audience. Good stuff. Wow. Just that alone, I think is enough for someone to take and start running with it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. They just gotta, you just gotta, you just got to pay for it. You know, that's the challenge of entrepreneurs. They're like, but I want it free. I want to go on 
No, it, it costs. I've paid over like thirty, forty thousand dollars the last two years to get help to build businesses. So it costs. So before we go to break, let's talk about that real quickly. Mm-hmm. What do you see as the difference between a mentor and a coach? Um. So okay. I have a mentor, like I have a spiritual mentor. And when I think about my mentorship relationship, it's, it's very personal. It's very, um, she can still tell me what I need to hear, but it's very personal. It is, we talk about her life, we talk about my life, we pray together, we eat together, all that type of stuff. Um, and they, they guide you along. Um, and typically, a mentor is free. Typically, not all the time, but typically a mentor is free. And um, it's a come and go type of thing. You're not, it's not like you, it's like structured. Typically, that's not always the case. When you think about a coach, you done paid them. You done put some skin in the game. That person ain't talking about them. They ain't talking about their kids. They ain't talking about none of that. They're going to look at your business and say, you've got 4,000 holes, let's fill them. They're going to tell you A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And because you invested $10,000, sorry, they're mowing the lawn. Uh, because that you invested $10,000 in them, you're more likely to do exactly what they told you to do because you gave them $10,000. Whereas your mentor, you may say, oh, well, I'll do it in six months because it's not a big deal. But when you put in $10,000 into the game, oh, you're going to do exactly what you're taught. And that person is going to strategically give you a plan that's going to make you your money back and then some because they've had proven success and they know how to help you. Wow. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, we have come to the end of our first part of the School of Purpose podcast. And what an amazing, amazing, amazing content and value Kenya has been providing us for this first half. We'll be right back with our Your One Thing resources and productivity questions, because I think it's important that we understand how do our guests such as Kenya, get things done each and every day. So we'll be right back after this commercial break. Are you a speaker, author, or coach who desires to build a personal brand of influence so you can attract more clients and increase your sales? Or perhaps you are a pastor or a minister who wants to expand your ministry beyond your local church. Or just maybe you are a career professional who has a desire to build a personal brand lifestyle business so that you can have more time to spend with family and friends and more time doing work that you love. Well, I've created a free membership program called the School of Purpose Membership Program. This membership website will house video tutorials and resources on personal branding, social media marketing, and basic business startup strategies so that you can do work that you love and have passion for. If you are interested in building a personal brand of influence that pays, then you want to join the School of Purpose membership website by going to www.schoolofpurpose.net. That's www.schoolofpurpose.net. Come on, join the School of Purpose membership website and learn how to profit from your purpose. Well, welcome back, School of Purpose Influencers and Leaders. We are with Kenya Kelly, your brand strategist, master brand coach, and (laughs) we are going to get into your one thing. And these questions are just an opportunity for us to get insight on how is she productive? How does she get things done on a daily basis? And what contributes to her success? So, Kenya, our first question is, describe yourself with one word and explain why you chose that word. My one word would be strong. Strong. (laughs) (laughs) And I say strong because, um, you know, typically when people meet me, they're like, whoa, you know, it's like you, you, I don't care what happens. You will feel something when you meet me, period. Whether that's happiness, whether that's strength, you will feel it. Like, you just will. It's just it's just undeniable. You just will. Good. What is one online resource or tool that has enhanced your productivity and focus? Um, I would honestly say Facebook groups, just to be honest with you. Um, uh, not like, like a tool, but Facebook groups have, uh, really propelled my business and not all of them. But I'm just in like maybe three of them. 
Mm -hmm. Um, and every single day, like there are, there are very high level Facebook groups and they strategically help me. Um, when I have business questions and I can't call a certain person, I'm able to go into these three groups and within a matter of minutes, I have information. Like I am, I'm a branding person, so I'm not a tech person, but I can go into a group and say, Hey, I'm looking for a processor for payments that this, 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 and this. And really quickly, somebody says Stripe. And it was just like, you know, so my strategic Facebook groups have been very, very, very good for me, um, for business building, like extremely good. Yeah. Facebook groups can be great, especially if you're really in really good, absolutely active ones. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What book has had the biggest impact on you? What one book has had the biggest impact on you? Of course, the Bible, <laughs> you know, uh, even though I'm not typically like a Bible scholar, um, it's definitely had the most um, impact on me. Like I think about a lot of different aspects of my life, whether it's, you know, going to the, going to the valley of death, you know, and having, you know, something to call on, whether it is uh, lacking wisdom and then not knowing what to do or how I should do it or how I should work with people or what have you. Um, but I would say one of the biggest things in the Bible that has been for me has been Proverbs 31. And I know it's a cliche. Everybody says, I'm a Proverbs 31 woman, you know. Um, but for me, because I have such strength, you know, because I had no choice, I had to be strong at an early age. Um, seeing her in the Bible, she had great strength, but she, was, she also had a softness to her. So she built a business, but she was soft enough to raise her family. She was soft enough to be submissive to a husband. You know, she was a woman. She was womanly. I mean, she cleaned, she cooked, she loved and did all these types of things. And so in life and in business, it's important to not only be strong, but all those different facets. And a book like that has been extremely paramount in my life. And it's still being very effective for me as I progress through life and in business. I always challenge everyone who says the Bible, and here's why. Because the Bible is really an anthology of 66 books. Mm -hmm. And so of the 66 books in the Bible, what Mm -hmm. would you say is the most impactful or the one that you probably have read the most? Um. I don't probably Ephesians, <laughs> probably Ephesians, but on the full armor of God. <laughs> to be honest with you, it's like if there's one that's like the most, that one. Because I'll, I'll always give the devil credit, but the struggle be real. So that I would definitely say Ephesians, like period, and not even all Ephesians. That section of yeah. Ephesians. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I got you. <laughs> Are you currently reading a book right now? Yes, I'm actually reading a book called Kingdom Woman by Tony Evans. I have a book club I just started on Facebook. And so we are reading a book called Kingdom Woman, which is really, really, really good. Um, Of course, they talk about Proverbs in there, um, but just really teaching you what a kingdom woman is. And the the thing that happened to me yesterday was she said, um, she said that uh, a woman of strength is not always someone that's doing something. Sometimes you're just resting. You can be an amazing woman of strength in rest. And I was like, because I'm a doer. It was so, it was so powerful for me yesterday. I, I even tweeted it. Good, <laughs> yeah. Good. Now I know that many conferences come and go, but is there one conference you think everyone should attend, especially those of us who are entrepreneurs, small business owners who are really wanting to leverage technology and just this whole 21st century wave that we're in as we move towards uh, 2020? Yeah. So honestly, um, I've just kind of stepped into the coaching arena and the speaking arena the last couple of years, uh, the last year or so. But most of the conferences I've gone to have always been network marketing conferences. Um, but if there's any conference that I would say that I'm looking forward to, it would probably be Entrepalooza. Um, and I say that because, you know, Entreport, that's a, a service I'm switching to. Uh, I think about, you know, the technology side of things. It's like you can build a business the way that things were in the 90s and the early 2000s, but it has changed like mm-hmm. dramatically, right? And if you're not with the times and understanding systems and automation and marketing and social media, you're going to find yourself out of business. And so I'm excited about Entrepalooza because that's a really big company, uh, Entreport. Uh, and I, I know they're bringing in some amazing and powerful speakers that are teaching. And so, and that's in October. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Great. 
If you had $1 million to use to build your business, yep. what is one thing you would immediately invest in? I would immediately invest in um, <laughs> graphic designers in the United States. <laughs> in the United States. <laughs> in the United States. Yeah, I love my team. They're in Pakistan and Bosnia, but graphic designers in the United States. It's, it's, it's nothing, nothing compares to having someone on the exact same schedule right there in your face. And you can say, no, not that this, and you're right there with them versus communicating over email or WhatsApp that gets very tiresome. <laughs> and so that's a good question. Just kind of off the, your one thing question. How do you go about identifying the right people that are outside of the country? Yeah. So for me, a couple of things. One, one of the things that I always do, because from a branding standpoint, I look at their stuff for one, whatever they're advertising. If it looks like a template or something, it's not for me. Right. Um, that's number one. Number two, uh, once I've kind of narrowed it down, I'll say, design something for me. Here's this, design it for me. If you'll do it for free, then we have the possibility of working together. And if they won't do it, then that's, they already get cut down, right? Um, and so I kind of go from there. Now, in addition to that, like what a virtual assistant, um, what I've had with them in the past, I've said, well, show me what you've done. And are you willing to do this for me for seven days, 14 days, or 30 days? Um, if they're not willing, then it's like, well, how do I know that you are who you are? You know, or you are good at what, you, at what you're saying that you're good at. Um, but even then, one of the things I've learned is that even when you bring somebody on, you don't bring them on forever. You bring them on, on like a two-week or 30-day trial run um, because you'll really see when the rubber meets the road how well they work. Because when you're working with someone out of the country, they're on their own time, their own time zone. And you've got to see, you know, um, you've got to test out the water. Otherwise, if you give them all of this, they could sink your business. Right, right. Mm -hmm. That's good. Is there yeah. any particular program you use to find these people? Yeah. So what I normally do is I'll post something on Upwork.com and um, I make it to where freelancers can receive it outside of Upwork. Uh, and I get like a ton, a ton, a ton of responses from um, people. And on Upwork, you usually can see, um, like you can look at their portfolio and you can see stuff or you can um, communicate in the inbox. I like Upwork too, because if I'm having a problem, I just go to Upwork and say, hey, I'm having a problem mm -hmm. with this, this and this. And it's guided and it's protected and um, through Upwork. That's good. That's yeah. Good. Thank you for that advice. No problem. What is one ritual, your number one ritual of practice that helps you stay focused and intentional? Uh, number one practice is my, is uh, my calendar and slash my email inbox. So as soon as I make an appointment with somebody, the first thing I do if I'm on my phone or on my computer, I immediately put it on my calendar and I set a reminder or an alert. It'll say like, if I'm doing someone's podcast, I'll, I'll say, set it and a reminder for 30 minutes out or hour out. And I do that immediately. And I have it all synced together either on my, on my Mac and on my iPhone, right? Mm -hmm. But the other thing that I do is uh, with my emails or text messages, I take great pride in responding to people immediately, right? Because if I do it now, I don't have to do it later, right? So I usually go to sleep at night with zero, zero text messages, zero um emails in my inbox not because I am all that it's just for me I'm like if I take care of it now I don't have to do it later because I know how I am so I just do it now and I try to teach my <laughs> my people if you do it now you won't have 4,000 things later but I'm gonna send you everything now so that's like right. my biggest number one thing that I do yeah and I'm the same way I like to just go through my email and just I don't like to have tons and tons and tons no. of emails. Mm -mm. I have friends and colleagues who have thousands of emails in their email yeah. inbox, and it's Absolutely. just crazy to me. And I mean, sometimes it only takes me 30 minutes. If I just set aside 30 minutes, I can go, I can delete all the ones that are yeah. just nothing yeah. and answer all the ones that need. I just recently, because many of the guests were saying they were using Asana, I just mm -hmm. recently started uh, with two new clients with Asana. I had them download the app and say, here's how we're going to communicate because this way it really declutters my email. And okay. I know that everybody is putting their stuff in Asana and I just go to that one place when it comes to my clients instead of kind of going through all of those emails sometimes. To right. Them. Yeah, that's so good. That's like we just we just switched to um, to teamwork where yeah. all of our graphic design and communication is going to be in there. So absolutely. 
If you could meet any entrepreneur or major leader, who would it be? Um, if I could meet any entrepreneur or major leader, um, that's interesting. I don't know. I used to say Oprah, but not so much anymore. I love her. I think she's great. Um, but, um, I don't know, maybe Shalene Johnson. Um, um, and I think because, um, Shalene kind of started her business from scratch, like from nothing, just through, uh, fitness, you know, um, and then I look at what she's doing, but like she's built, built a multi-million dollar empire. And not only that, but she has a lot of time for her family. She spends a lot of time with her husband, a lot of time with her kids. And, um, and she's successful in, in life, not only in business, but I look at her health. She's taking care of her health and she's teaching people about their health. You can tell she has some sort of spiritual walk. I'm watching a friend that she's mentoring and you can tell that she's having an impact on her like over the last couple of years. And so I like people that have, have the right balance because I, I am building a business for the life that I want, not the life that I have. And the life that I want is a husband and kids and I want to serve them and do great things with them and do great things for God. And I'm like, but how do I do what I'm doing? How do I build this? And it's like that she would be the one. Yeah. I like what you said. I am building a business for the life that I want, not the life that I have. Right. What is your number one favorite aspect of being an entrepreneur? Um, I would say time freedom. Um, being able to uh, to be at home, not necessarily waking up when I'm done sleeping, but um, I don't like, I didn't like working for somebody else, especially when they were mean or rude, uh, inconsiderate, insensitive. Um, but the opportunity of being able to, I can work 14 hours a day if I want, or I can work eight, you know, mm -hmm. I can take a break and go to the gym if I want, or, or what have you, or, and then if I want to go to Paris for a month, all I got to do is take my laptop and have Wi-Fi and I can work from Paris, you know, because it's all online and digital. Location freedom. I talk about that all the time. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of location freedom, time freedom, what is your favorite thing to do with your spare time? Um, I would say watching movies on Netflix or uh, traveling around eating at different restaurants. I'm new to Houston. And so, and I did that when I went to Virginia, but just really just getting to know what are the, what are the spots? What are the eating spots here? What's this? What's that? And um, just, and meeting people. Good. Well, that concludes your one thing. And before we close out today's podcast, which I want to thank you again for participating in the School of Purpose podcast. And that is, What's one piece of advice that you would give that someone who's ready to move in purpose, who's ready to move with greater intentional, mm -hmm. what's that last word that you would give them before we end today's episode? Yeah. So my biggest thing, and I say this to all of my clients, that I believe that every person, every entrepreneur should have a job, a dream and a hustle, right? A job is going to pay your bills and it's going to keep the lights on. The dream is what you're ultimately working towards and the hustle is going to fund that dream. I would encourage you that if you're struggling, go get a job, right? If you have a job, work your job and work that job well, right? But you're going to have to work that dream on, on, with the job. In addition to that, you're going to have to get a hustle because your dream, your job is not designed to fund your dream. Your job is designed to pay your bills. You're going to have to go and get a hustle on the side, meaning that I'm not saying nothing illegal, but you're going to go and have to get a hustle, a hustle so that, because that money is going to help you pay for a coach. That money is going to help you pay for equipment to do a podcast that, you know, that money is going to help you build your brand, your website and marketing and all that. But most people don't do it. Like you're going to have to work three things at one time your job, your dream, and your hustle. That's the biggest thing you can do for yourself right now, in my personal opinion. The job, your dream, and your hustle. Let us know how we can stay in contact with you, website, social media handles, so on and so forth. Yeah, so you can pretty much find me at everything Kia Kelly, of course, K-E-E-N-Y-A, K-E-L-L-Y. Um, there is KiaKelly.com. And then our branding and consulting firm is ifyoubrandit.com. But if you go to Kia Kelly or you Google Kia Kelly, you will find out everything you don't want to know about me, but that's how you can contact me. 
Great. Now I ask every guest if they have a free gift offer oh. that they can uh, give the school purpose or anyone who is kind of looking out for your information. Yeah, absolutely. I thought you was gonna make me rap. The last person made me sing a song. Um, but I would say I have a free uh, branding quiz. It's valued at $5,000, but it's free. Um, and when you take the quiz, it will tell you your brand personality. It will give you your recommended colors, recommended fonts, and a recommended logo styles. All you have to do is go to mybrandpersonality.com, mybrandpersonality.com, take a 12 question quiz, and it will send you a PDF of what your brand personality is. Mybrandpersonality.com. Yes. To take your free branding quiz. Well, Kenya, thank you for joining me today for another episode, a fabulous episode of the School of Purpose podcast. And thank you, School of Purpose leaders and influencers for joining me for another week. I'm always encouraged by your emails, by your messages that you send concerning the show. And so for those of you who are listening or watching on YouTube for the very first time, I would love for you to go and subscribe to the School of Purpose podcast right there in iTunes or in Stitcher. All you have to do is create you an account if you don't have one and subscribe to the show. And then I also would love for you to leave a review on today's show. How did today's show help you? Additionally, I am always seeking out new topics for the School of Purpose podcast. So if you would take time out, email me at markeith at markeithbrayton.com. You spell that M-A-R-K-E-I-T-H at markeithbrayton, B-R-A-D-E-N.com. Email me any topics or challenges that you may be having, and I will be sure to try to find a guest or do a solo show addressing that particular topic. I am always excited to be sharing with you. Don't forget, if you desire to be a part of the School of Purpose membership program, which is absolutely free, where I put different resources and tools that will help you to build your personal brand, expand your vision, and even do some one-on-one -on -one coaching with you. you. All you have to do is go to www.schoolofpurpose.net. That's www.schoolofpurpose.net. Well, we are ending this show and I am so thankful for you. And I just want you to remember this quote. Life's greatest tragedy is to be successful at the wrong assignment. There is an assignment for you. Be sure to execute on that assignment and you will watch your life do marvelous things. Have a great rest of your week and a great rest of your day. And just remember this, always shoot for the top because it's the bottom that's overcrowded.